RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. Ever thought what it's like to be married to another surgeon? Is it a positive or does it have drawbacks? How do you juggle family life? And can it help you become a better surgeon and a better partner? Well, for married surgical couple Dr Sandra Krishnan and Dr Adrian Fernandez, it's been a blessing for both themselves, of course, and for the surgical work they do. After many years of marriage and 10 years operating together in the Australian Capital Territory and New South Wales, they reflect on their work and bringing up their kids. Dr Sandra Krishnan is a senior breast surgical oncologist in Sydney and Canberra, and Dr Adrian Fernandez is a general colorectal surgeon based in the far south coast of New South Wales. Both doctors will be convening at the upcoming ACT annual scientific meeting in August on the topic of technology and the future of surgery. First, Chris Ashmore asks Sandra Krishnan how she became interested in a life of surgery. Becoming a surgeon, it started for me way back. I still remember the first time I entered theatres as a third-year medical student. It was shiny, scrubs, everyone was wearing their uniforms, There was the whole concept of sterility and the actual surgery going on. Just to watch that, I had a sense of awe and I knew that this was the place I wanted to spend most of my time. That's the backstory of why I decided to do surgery. Terrific. And do you still have that sense of awe? Every time, without fail. Fantastic. And uh, what about you, Adrian? When did you first discover that you had this interest in surgery? I think, Chris, looking back, it would have been during my uh, internship rotation many, many years ago. And I was just taken up by how someone could come in and get fixed. What I also liked was there was an art and a science to surgery. I realized that I really liked working with my hands. So that really kick-started my journey uh, to become a surgeon. I'm really fortunate now. It's been, you know close to 20 years. So I'm a general and colorectal surgeon. I'm based in the far south coast in Canberra. I cover Bega, Kuma and Canberra as such. And the operating theatre is still the place where I'm most comfortable in. It's (laughs) just feel at home, home away from home. How about that? There we go. Well, if I can say this love for surgery also sparked a love for each other. Can I ask how you two both met and when did you get married? We met in medical school. We were friends first for a few years. And then we realized that we'd actually make a really good team together. So I think it was probably towards the end of our final year in med school and early internship that we thought we had a good thing going. So we've been married now. This year will be our 25th anniversary. So a bit of a landmark year for us. It's fantastic. Congratulations. And it's, yeah, still, a, it's still a good thing uh, going, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Well, what's it like then for those who are listening, other surgeons who are listening, what's it like to be married to another surgeon? I think I'd say it's very useful to be married to another surgeon. The hours are odd. The hours are long. And at the same time, because we know what the job entails, We totally understand when things don't go according to schedule. 
when someone's meant to be somewhere and it doesn't happen, we're always quick to just pick it up quite seamlessly, really, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. In fact, Chris, I was speaking at a meeting recently and I talked about the clinical handover. So doctors and surgeons are all used to handing over patients. But for Adrian and I, we do it very clinically and we hand over children, we hand over the home. And past few years, we've handed over our dog as well. <laughs> we do have, like Adrian says, a really good understanding of what the other person goes through. And so we try to pick up the slack in all the other areas so we don't drop the ball on the patients and on the children. I guess those are two big priorities. I think the other thing really is about the fact that we job share, especially as our kids were growing up, it allowed for one parent to be at home, maybe in the mornings, make sure that the kids get a hot breakfast and pack their lunches and get them to school on time. And in the same way, there was always one parent at home to greet them when they came back and just get things started for the rest of the evening. So, you know, it's very handy having that sort of job sharing as such. And how many kids do you have? We probably shouldn't call them kids. We have two young adults. Right. Interestingly, they have forgiven us for the times when we perhaps have dropped the ball. And they say that despite it all, they have had a good life. I remember my son saying to me, your patients are more important than my mathematics. So it's okay that you missed my math day in school. And I said, Zach, all I need is notice. Yeah. <laughs> Working as surgeons, as husband and wife, do you talk shop when you get home about work or you just don't talk about surgery at all when you're both at home? We're talking about our patients all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids are not impressed. (laughs) In fact, the registrars at the hospitals, they know that if you get one of us, then you actually get either or both of us. Well, that's good. <laughs> I think it's good. I think, you know, there are a lot of benefits, truly, because we can bounce ideas off each other. And we don't always agree, mm. but it allows us to think when we disagree on managing something. So I think it's good. Now, you both have spent time practicing in rural New South Wales. What do you like about it? Well, we've been working in a regional setting now for more than 10 years. I find it very rewarding. It's a smallish community and over time, many familiar faces that we see in the community who might need treatment, there's a personal touch to that. I find it interesting that you're really not sure what's going to come through the doors when you're on call, sometimes farm-related injuries and all sorts of other bizarre small things that you might not see uh, working in the big city. Shark bite. We live by the coast, so there are some interesting injuries sometimes we encounter. And certainly, you know, the other benefits, I would say there's no traffic. The commute is easy, although you might be spending 30 minutes on the road, but it's an easy 30 minutes. No issues with parking. Housing is affordable. So we live in a beautiful part of southern New South Wales. We are very close to Canberra. We spend a lot of time in Canberra as well. So I think we've got the best of both worlds. For me, Chris, like Adrian says, you know, when the person at the post office says, I don't need to see your license, Sandra, just fills me with so much joy. (laughs) 
that sense of belonging, you know, being part of the fabric. And the community literally help us raise our children from swimming to surf life-saving to soccer. They were just volunteering everywhere and it allowed us to have a fantastic family life, you know. Any challenges though, anything that you may miss from not working in an urban area or in a city? Certainly, Chris. A big one for me was uh, being away from my family. So my family's in Sydney and although It's not that far, but with a busy work life, it's quite hard to get to them or rely on anyone for childcare. There's a sense of isolation sometimes. You're quite far apart from your colleagues and the ability to operate together with other surgeons. You don't get that as much. And I think an important one is you're sort of limited to how big a surgery you can tackle. You know, if you don't have a big ICU or support services, then you have to send off uh, bigger cases to the city. So that's something to be mindful of when considering a rural pathway. Mm. Well, I suppose one advantage these days is the advance in technology for anyone working anywhere, really. But I understand you both have an interest in surgical technology and the role that this will play into the future. Can you tell me a bit about that? Chris, you know, I would say that One of the things the pandemic has brought about really is that we get to meet each other virtually now uh, quite seamlessly and it's quite an ordinary everyday thing. What I'd say, I found that even things, we have a weekly meeting in Canberra discussing complex cancers and GI cancers, for example. It was always very difficult for me to attend these meetings But over the past one and a half or close to two years, uh, we had to pivot to an online virtual meeting. And that's really become very efficient. It's allowed surgeons who are working outside the city to present cases and really get good feedback on how to manage these patients. So I think that's one nice advance in technology, bringing surgical care to a regional setting. Anything you want to add to that, Sandra? Yes. You know, Chris, there is a quote that I love attributed to Steve Jobs, but I can't really find it, so I'm not going to say it's 100%. Mm. But it goes something like this, that a human being on his own can't run faster than a cheetah. But if you give the human being a tool or an instrument or a vehicle, then we're way quicker, way faster. And I certainly love my tools and my gadgets, and we get to use a lot of that in surgery itself. And uh, recently, again, because of the pandemic, I've started playing with a GoPro in theatre to try and record surgery. And so many things you can get from that. One is I can play back for myself as if I was a tennis player and watch my moves. You can even utilise it to stream for someone else, you know, so you can supervise them. And of course, I use it for teaching students and juniors. So it's amazing what we can do if we can get our hands on these exciting tools. Before we go, I understand you have a meeting you'd like to mention. Chris, we're both convening the RACS ACT annual scientific meeting this year. It's going to be next month. And it's on that question on technology that you asked The theme of this year's meeting really is going to be the role of the surgeon into the future. And we're going to be talking 
broadly on a few things, especially artificial intelligence, the environment, climate change, and how it impacts on surgery and what we can do in terms of medicine as such. So we're really looking forward to that. Even a simple thing like how many instruments are we using or opening up in theatre? Are we wasting drapes? How much waste per surgery? That's a question that's been asked all over the world. And we're really excited to talk about this so that we do have a future and our earth has a future. Dr. Sandra Krishnan and her husband, Dr. Adrian Fernandez. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.